Hi, this is Bernard Zimmerman. And Philip Wurter. Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal. And a warm welcome from my side as well. In this series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its applications in a virtual context. So, Philip, just give us a quick overview of how we are going to approach this. Thanks, Bernard. We have five topics that we want to cover when we talk about how to manage tech. The first is knowledge and devices, then connectivity, and these three we will talk about in this episode. And then in our next episode, we will talk about software and security. So, Bernard, let's dive in and continue. Let's start with knowledge. Now, we can spend hours talking about knowledge, but we want to focus on one specific area of knowledge you need to consider when we talk about how to manage tech, and that is understanding the process. Understanding the process you want to have, the dynamic in the meeting, in the workshop, and you need to see the principles you have in place when you're on an offline, I mean, in a room situation, and how do you want to recreate that in an online or virtual environment? Be very specific on the process dynamics because obviously it works different in a room. And we have a few examples for that to talk through what we mean with that recreating. Now, one of the common things is obviously when you are in the room and online, you need to listen. We talked a lot about conscious listening in previous episodes, but the listening is something you need to be very aware of when you're online. And it happens different. It's hard to describe the difference, but you need to practice that. You may remember, as we do, Philip and I, our time when we worked in the room and you used flip charts to produce the content in the room with the participants. Now, a lot of people use PowerPoint in online meetings, but you have to think about how do you actually create the writing? You use the whiteboard. That's one key element, and you need to be really professional on how to use the whiteboard, whether you type or whether you actually write on screen. The alternative would also be, as some trainers already do, that they have a flip chart in their room and they use a different camera system so they can switch from one view to another and still stand in front of the flip chart. Just to add to those, as a trainer, I love working with post-its. And you can't use post-its in its original form, but you know, if you use software options like Menti or Miro or Mural, you get as close to that as possible. You know, maybe there are even some software advantages, but I want to come back to the point that you started with that in an online environment, we need to rethink how we do the same things we've always done Mm. to get to the impact that we want to have. We are used to doing that in an offline situation. So we use the same tools, the same things like listening or talking to people, but we need to approach it from a different perspective. One additional element, what belongs for us into this knowledge also, you facilitate the conversation, you facilitate the dynamic. Now, online, obviously, the technology is there as well. 
And our strong recommendation is that you have a producer in place, a person, let's call it a technical assistant, who takes care of all the technicalities that need to be put in place or managed whilst you go through the dynamic of the interaction. And you can still focus on the connection with the people and have the conversation going and the flow you want to have in the interaction. Donald, I think that's really important because if you're running a meeting or if you're running a workshop, your prime focus is facilitating the outcome of the meeting. And if you are caught up in running the technicalities, that takes away your focus from what you really should be doing, and that is working towards an outcome. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I didn't really believe that you needed to have a producer, but I got very used to that because it really takes away all the things that you need to multitask on and allows you to really focus on the one, two, three things that are really important. It doesn't mean that the producer does everything, but it really allows you to focus on the people and building the connection with the people. Absolutely. And when you think about what happens in terms of you know, understanding the process, you also need to be aware of the benefits of what you can get from different software, from different devices, but you also need to be aware of the limitations and the impact of what you choose to work with in terms of device or software, if you have a choice. Quite often, clients we're working with, they're locked in a specific technology and whatever you talk about, it doesn't matter. You have to go with their choice. And that could be a challenge in itself that you know, how do I actually create then the process I'm used to, for example, running on Zoom? I now need to run it on a totally different platform, WebEx, Teams, or whatever. Uh, you need to really understand what the limitations or the benefits are of some of these platforms. And then obviously, also the time and the duration you have in mind, that may be influenced as well when you think about what the platform offers and how the process then needs to be changed or shifted to get the same effect. That's important. Very often when companies make a choice about which software platform they use, it's very much an it-level choice. Mm. And that does not necessarily facilitate the we level or the relationship level that we need to focus on. And we need to overcome the human barriers that we have within a workshop or a meeting in an online situation. So for us, it's paramount that you are able to facilitate that connection between people. And mm. not all software platforms are the same in allowing that connection to happen. That's the challenge you need to overcome if you are running the meeting, because it's the human attention that people bring in that you need to facilitate. Some software applications maybe are better than others, just in the way that they, let's say, show people's videos or how they deal with sound. Yes. But you need to understand how to make that work, because if people are in a workshop or in a meeting, and their attitude is, let's say, not constructive and focused on creating the outcome that everybody needs, then everything becomes an impediment mm. to the success of the impact that you want to have. So if you don't deal with that interaction, if you don't overcome the limitations or the challenges 
that each specific application may present, it's not going to happen on its own. Mm-hmm. And that's just the, the basic thing on understanding the process of what you need to do in transfer. The next challenge we want to talk about here is connectivity. Connectivity in terms of what you need to think about what's required when you connect your computer onto the internet and your participants connecting with you. So you need to understand what's required from the software application. When you play content, what's required then in terms of connectivity, that could be at times very different. In the preparation, Philip, you mentioned one example where you were running a workshop and the connectivity became an issue. Well, I actually pride myself that I'm a bit of a tech freak. I was running a workshop using my iMac and my laptop. And for reasons of convenience, being able to see everybody on my screen, I wanted to run the presentation on my laptop. And in that presentation, there was a video. Now, my laptop was on Wi-Fi and my iMac is connected via LAN. And literally five minutes before the workshop started, I was just testing it very quickly. And I realized that the video was actually quite large. And somehow the fluency of the connection just didn't work. It just took too long to move through the Wi-Fi connection. And the latency was just not what I needed. So in the last minute, I actually had to switch and run it on my iMac. Now, I was able to do that. If you don't check this out before and understand the different capabilities of the different systems and what your content requirements are and actually what your tech delivers, you might run into a problem right in the middle of your workshop and that can throw you (laughs) one or two times. And that's just from our perspective. We need to be prepared understand what we need to do and and consider. At the same time, you want to make sure that your participants have a sufficient understanding of the tech, what you're using, that they proficient enough on the software application, and you identify if there are connectivity challenges that you have to be there through a tech check, make sure that they feel comfortable and everything works. The worst thing that can happen is And that happened to me in my very first online workshop. Of 90 minutes workshop, we spent 30 minutes sorting out technology because I believed that my client said, they're all fine. They all know the technology. There's absolutely no issue. You just dive in. We don't need to have a tech check. And it was just a complete disaster. And it was one element where we, in in the next workshop, we then moved on and said, we will do a tech check. And everything was fine. And still I was running into an issue. Why? Because a couple of participants did the tech check in the office, connected to LAN, Mm -hmm. and when they're actually joining for the workshop, they were at home on their Wi-Fi. That was kind of funny at the moment, but at the same time also challenging because you couldn't run the process I was preparing to run. That's great, Bernard. I think we've all had those situations, but it's managing it. So if you do a tech check, And I would really recommend that you do a tech check. Have a checklist of all the things that you want to check in the tech check, of all the things that you want to say to the people in the tech check. Because trust me, not everybody will arrive on time. 
And what's the point of having a tech check if, let's say, your tech check time is 20 minutes and everybody only arrives in the last five minutes? You're going to have the same problem. So make sure that people are aware that the tech check is really important and be organized. Have everything that you want to run through so that you can check those things. Because if you don't check them, it's not going to happen. One hmm. workshop that we actually ran together, if you remember, it was quite <laughs> funny, but incredibly frustrating. The one guy in the workshop who was responsible for technology in the team received a new laptop the morning of the workshop, and he hadn't set it up properly. Yes. Which means yes. the whole workshop was impacted by that. And one tip that I can give is the one advantage of working with virtual systems is that you can give people preparation exercises, et cetera, before the workshop starts. And you can actually overcome a lot of the tech issues by building that into the preparation. So mm -hmm. if you're using a software that they haven't used before, like Miro, build that into the preparation so that they at least have to work with Miro because now they practice using it and they don't have to practice using it once you are in the workshop. That saves you time, but boy, oh boy, it saves you a lot of frustration. Yes. And you can identify whether it works from their workplace, workstation or not. So this is where we start talking about connectivity and bandwidth. However, I think this is a good place to take a break. And in our next episode, continue with connectivity. So here is a question to prepare for our next episode. How often have you had an issue with connectivity when running a meeting or a workshop that had a strong impact on the effectiveness of that session? And in fact, that could have been mitigated by having done a tech check in advance of the session. That's it from me. Thank you, everyone. And a big thank you from me as well. But finally, before we go, if you would like to connect with us or share your insights and feedback, please feel free to do so either on LinkedIn.com, Bernard Zimmerman at contact, that is C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T, or Philipp Bota. We are both based in Germany or connect via email at philip at bota.net or bernard.zimmerman at contactinternational.com, that is c-o-n hyphen t-a-c-t hyphen international.com. We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.